And so you're going to look at the big strategy that you just paid $100,000 for, and you're going to implement it through the lens of subconsciously, I'm not enough. And so what that looks like is self-sabotage. It looks like not believing in yourself, not believing it will work, and therefore the strategy will not work. It's not the strategy. It's who you are as you implement the strategy. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi there, listeners of the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. I'm running a little competition as we're trying to get more people to discover this podcast and the work that inspires those to sell with love more. And the best way to do this is to leave reviews, both on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And for those of you who leave a review when listening to this episode, I would ask you to take a screenshot of your review and send it to me at jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. And in doing so, I'm going to give you a set of meditations that you can use to get into the state of selling with love, whether it's connecting with your buyer, affirmations before making calls, or any kind of outreach. These will empower you to be feeling powerful and to be able to do it from a place of love. It is a reward for supporting the show, being a loyal listener, and of course, being able to give more to my amazing audience. Thank you for always showing up, listening, and being inspired by the amazing guests that I get to interview and I get to share their message with you. So again, just leave a review. Take a screenshot of the review. This can be done on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and email it directly to me, jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. Thank you, and now let's get started with our episode. Hi, everyone. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. Now, today I have a dear friend and an amazing guest that's going to be joining us today. And for those of you who are familiar with the methodology around selling with love, you would know that we have five loves in selling, loving the impact, loving the client, loving the product, loving the process. Yet the whole book and the whole premise around selling with love really revolves around the last of the loves, which is the self-love. And it's so interesting because when I speak to sales professionals, small business owners, coaches, consultants, we're all trying to learn what is the next tactic, the next strategy, what is it that we should be doing to get more leads, to make more sales, to make more revenue. And the whole self-love aspect seems to be a secondary part of the equation. But what we're going to discuss today is why is it that some people can use the exact same tactics, have radical success, and others don't? What is that piece that's happening within our inner game, within our mind? What are the fears that come up? What are the ways that we should show up to make us more effective in making the impact we want to make, making the sales we want to make, to do the good that we want to do? And so the guest that I have today is Celine DeCousta, who is a self-actualization coach, a story alchemist, a speaker, and an author has been featured in top media, including Forbes, Entrepreneur, Business Insider. She's a regular contributor at Forbes and has also been doing amazing trainings when it comes to NLP, breathwork, hypnotherapy, and really helping her create breakthroughs for her client. She really helps people own their own story, which is gonna be a big piece of what we'll discuss today. And so it is with my pleasure that I bring Celine to the show. Celine, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to dive in. I kind of loaded the episode with my own introduction here talking about these usual blocks, but I'd love to ask you, am I speaking any kind of truth with the clients that you've worked with? What are you seeing around this whole aspect of self-love being something that holds people back when it comes to having more success in their business? 
Mm, absolutely. So what I notice is that when we're looking at an objective that we might have in a business, and with my clients, I work a lot on building their brand or growing your business, or in this case, like I want to be very good at or want to be very comfortable with sales so that I can grow my business, build my brand, and so on and so forth. So I look at it as there's two different pieces, almost like think of it as a mirror. There's the external piece, which is I would like to make these sales and grow my business and whatever the goals are that you currently have. And this is what lives in the external physical world. And then there is the internal piece, which unfortunately gets neglected. Like you said, it's the first thing that goes out the window when we're focusing our beautiful minds, which it's still our cognitive, our cognition, our logic onto the thing that we want to accomplish. And the internal piece is essentially, what is it that I truly want? What is it that I want to create for myself? And how is it that I want to show up? Because what I notice is that when I'm working with clients is that they have these incredible goals, these amazing goals. I want a best-selling book. I want to scale my business to seven figures and beyond. I want to, you know, sell out this program. And there you have these incredible goals. And then they go and they hire the strategists and they're like, okay, I need to like, here's like my 20 page strategy that our entire team needs to follow. Here's like the hottest technique. Here's the hottest funnel hack. And then, like you said, they go off and they attempt to do this and either it works and it's very hard or it's like pushing a boulder up a hill or it doesn't work. But someone else who just did it, like it works for them because they're different people and they have different blueprints. But whatever's happening, whatever's working for other people, whatever is going well for other people, it doesn't negate that importance of coming back into yourself and asking, okay, what is it like you're mentioning to and you're nodding to? Why is it? that I want this goal. What's in it for me that's really, really important? That is beyond money or, you know, fame or even impact, because impact is important. But at the end of the day, you know, you're impacting thousands of people. But what about your friends? What about your partner? What about, you know, the people around you? So it really does start with you. Are you impacting yourself? Are you showing up for yourself the way that you want to be showing up with? Are you taking care of yourself and accepting who you really are? And then essentially taking your authentic truth and like that mirror, that internal reality How do you then take that authentic truth and translate it into the sale, translate it into the brand, translate it into the business that you're building? And when I work with people, it's really about how do we bridge that gap between your internal world, that what I call the private story, and the external world, which is what I call the public story, and actually bridging the gap so that they are operating together and in alignment instead of like the private story being over here, like self-sabotaging and hurting yourself or whatever it is that you're doing. And the public stories over here, like trying to be perfect and trying to like apply all these tactics so that you can dot, dot, dot. And then there's this whole disconnect and that creates disharmony in your nervous system. It creates disharmony in your mental clarity. It creates disharmony in your team, your business and the people around you. And it's like, why are things not working? It's this. So it's not just like a trendy buzzword. <laughs> it's a business strategy. I love what you've just introduced there. And I think we're going to dig a lot deeper into it. But I have to add one, call it an objection, call it maybe a scenario that I'd really want to get your opinion on is I've talked to a lot of people and I've had myself even come to this thought oftentimes, which is, yeah, I'll take care of my private story or I'll take care of my inner self once I've reached X goal, once I've made this much money. It's like an afterthought. And now you go and chase the money, chase the success, chase the impact, whatever's the metric that you're most concerned about. And you maybe hit that certain level. What typically happens for people who might just have went, you know, white knuckled, went forward, 
had some level of success, but didn't take care of that inner story, that private life. And now there is that disconnect. How would that look? Mm, I know exactly what it looks like. I can think of just several examples as you're speaking. I'm specifically thinking about a client that I have who has a $150 million company. And he did that. He white knuckled, you know, early 30s and built this entire empire around him. And guess what? Right now he is in his 30s and he wants children and he's looking to essentially attract a partner in his life. And there's all of these issues and unresolved blocks and issues that he just never took care of because he never took care of his, let's call them relationship problems, never got resolved. He didn't have a close group of friends, so they're actually, because he didn't dedicate the time to be with the people that he loved, he is now in his 30s. And again, in his words, I don't even have people that I would invite to my wedding. And, you know, there's pieces around, yeah, you have business partnerships getting screwed over in business many, many times. And like that erosion of trust in business, which is now affecting the team culture because, of course, he's projecting his past experiences on everything else. And so that's just, you know, without getting into someone's specific story, you know, what I want to bring back to is can you white knuckle it, build your empire and then be like, okay, I'm in my 30s, I'm in my 40s, whatever. I'm just going to now coast and chill and buy my summer home and, you know, do whatever it is that you think in your mind you're going to be doing when you get there. But the thing is that, and I learned this big time myself, I learned it with clients, but everything that I do with clients, I've gone through the process myself, which is wherever you go, there you are. You are taking yourself with you. And when we're saying, what are you taking with you? You are taking with you your dysfunctional habit patterns, your past conditioning, your limiting beliefs, your fears, you're essentially just kind of like dragging it along if you don't resolve it within yourself. And, you know, there's a quote that I really love, which is that money doesn't change you. It just makes you more of who you are. And so if you are a selfish person or like you have selfish tendencies, if you're not going to donate you know, a dollar out of 10, you're not going to donate a million out of 10 million. And so, you know, it's just all you're doing is carrying that forward. If you're having trouble with your relationships and your love life, and it's just something that you haven't been able to heal within yourself or bridge with other people, being richer is only going to attract more people. It's just going to essentially add gasoline to the fire. And so part of the work that I do with my clients is being like, you know what? Yes, everything your heart desires is absolutely available to you. You can grow the business. You can grow the brand. You can have the tens of thousands of followers. You can you know, do the 100K plus launch, whatever it is that you desire, you can have it. And every step of the way, instead of being like, I'm at point A, and when I get to point B, B, then I will work on the other parts of my life. What we look at is, oh, okay, let's take a step towards your destination. Oh my God, there's all these fears that are coming up right now around you not being worthy enough of this. Where else does this come up for your life? And it's like, oh, actually it's happening in my marriage. Okay, great. Let's clear this pattern because patterns don't discriminate. When we're looking at subconscious patterns, they're not like, oh, I'm just going to silo myself into your sales insecurities and not affect you anywhere else. There is no such thing. Your subconscious mind does not operate the same way that your conscious mind is. Your conscious mind can put things in little boxes and separate them and like dissociate. But your subconscious mind is like, oh, I have a fear that I'm not enough. Let me just splatter that everywhere. And you're essentially only going to pay attention when the problem gets hot enough that you're like, oh, it's showing up in my health. And then it's showing up in your health. It's showing up as a disease or like an issue that you're having. And now when we actually look at the pattern, instead of trying to just, you know, here's some pills and like, here's some Band-Aids, we actually look underneath what's causing this. Oh, it's because I don't prioritize myself. Great. Where does that show up in your business? It shows up in the ways that I always let clients trample over my boundaries. Great. Where does it show up in your love life? It shows up in the ways that I just allow a woman in my life to just kind of like 
date me for my money and then I just don't do anything about it. So then we look at the pattern, we clear the pattern. And by clearing the pattern, now you get to go into the next step towards your big goal. And it's like, oh, cool. I don't have to carry this with me, this fear of not enoughness throughout all the other tactics and all the other strategies that apply because all it's going to do is it's going to influence the way that you look at reality. And so you're going to look at the big strategy that you just paid $100,000 for from a business strategist, and you're going to implement it through the lens of subconsciously, I'm not enough. And so what that looks like is self-sabotage. It looks like not believing in yourself, not believing it will work, and therefore the strategy will not work. It's not the strategy. It's who you are as you implement the strategy. Well, that leaves a lot for us to look into, to work with, and at least we have an idea of what will happen if we feel that, you know, I'll take care of this later might not be the answer that we should be chasing right now. And so with here, you talked about not enoughness. You talked about a lot of these patterns that might show up in different areas of our lives. So I'd be curious to know, like, if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about my problems in sales, are there typical things I should look at, maybe power questions I should be asking to start seeing the hints of what might already be under the covers? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what we want to look at, I'm going to really simplify this and almost oversimplify it because I find that when we're looking at the personal development world and the inner work, it just becomes this like big, complicated ball of I don't even want to touch this because if I open this rabbit hole, it never ends. So it doesn't have to be that way. That in itself is essentially a limitation that we set on ourselves. And what I like to do is I like to really simplify it and laser focus on okay, Celine, like I hear you, but I'm just trying to like launch out my group program. Like, what do I do? Because I don't have like three years to take care of myself and go to therapy and all these things, right? So the limitation I want to break is that you can do that if you feel like it. That's not a prerequisite for you to achieve the success and make the sales that you want while also like feeling really good and in alignment. So really, really simply, this is part of the human condition. We have like two core wounds, let's call it, in psychology. There's just two core things that we unfortunately tend to just naturally relapse into just because of the way our society is structured. And that is, I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough. So just know that if you're feeling like you're not worthy in sales and you're not good enough, like congratulations, high five, like you have joined the other 7 billion of us minus the ones who've reached enlightenment. Okay, so we're all on the same team. Now, it's really important to understand you have a choice. You can be a victim to this and be like, oh, I'm not enough. So I'm going to let it sabotage me and I'm just going to like not make the sales I want. Or you can be the creator of your own universe and say, yeah, cool. There's a part of me that feels this way. And that's not how I want to move forward in life. That's not the kind of life I want to create. I want to have a successful business. I want to feel really good selling. I want to like sell and love it. And there's these two little core wounds. They're going to show up. So let me just become the conscious creator of my life and just bring conscious awareness to it and be aware that this is something that's there. So now what we want to do is what in an NLP we call it, we chunk down. We look at the problem. I want to use a realistic example. Would it be like, I want to sell out my group program? And the problem is, can you give me like something that people would say, I want this and I'm struggling with this. And then I'll take you through that process. Yeah, let's use a common example. I'll take one, which is for more of the starting in sales, starting in business clients, which is I want to close my first paying client, but I often feel like I don't know if people will be wanting to give me money for what I offer. Mm. Oh, I love, I just got goosebumps. I love it. Okay. Yes. So I want to close out a client and I just don't know if people are going to pay me money for what I offer. Okay. So we look at that, that in itself. Now we know that in here, there's a lack of worthiness. There's a belief that I'm not good enough. Now, 
my first question is, are you willing to entertain? Are you just willing to play with? And I'm talking to the listener that you might be wrong. And the ego wants to be right, but you can either be right or you can be connected. You can be right or you can be wealthy. <laughs> you can be right or you can be successful. So again, victim, creator, choice, choices. We're making a choice. So the first question is, okay, are you willing to believe that actually, yes, you have something to offer that someone really wants to buy? Because before that choice, that conscious, sovereign choice, then everything else is going to kind of like just be mushed to you. So I'm guessing you're saying, yes, I choose to believe that there is a reality where what I have to sell is really valuable and somebody wants to buy it. Now we can actually look at it and bring in, because we have our subconscious mind, which does all the sabotage and also does really beautiful things because it helps us be incredible on autopilot. But what we want to work on here is the conscious mind, that prefrontal cortex that we have been gifted with that gives us the ability to be like, oh, this isn't true and this is true and here's how I'm going to act to create more of the thing I want, right? So you're looking at that and it's like, okay, great. So now you know this and you're willing to believe this. What are the beliefs that are getting in the way? The subcategories, like the sub-bullets, what's going on that you think you have an illusion or you have this limitation that you've put upon yourself that you can't sell or somebody doesn't want to buy what you want to buy. And then you literally list it out on paper. Like, it's because I've only been doing this for three years. It's because, you know, I have never learned how to sell. It's because I feel like the people that I'm reaching out to aren't interested in what I have to say. Great. So now what you've done for yourself is you've created a list of what you can solve in your business to improve yourself, improve your business, and improve your connection to your clients using... I'm guessing your strategies as well, which is, I haven't been in business for three years. Great. So what? So why is that a limitation? That's a choice. So how can we flip it? And of course, you know, this is something that I work more granularly with clients, but the overview would be, yeah, but you've had like 10 years of experience in corporate. So you're telling yourself that you have three years of coaching experience, but actually you have 13 years because you have been doing teamwork. You have been doing conflict resolution. You have been doing this and this and this, that for that many years. And then your brain's like, oh, 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 shoot. Okay. And then, you know, the next one might be, I don't feel like I'm attracting the right people. Great. It sounds to me like we can set you up with some market strategy and look at maybe you need to talk to five ideal clients and see what it is that it really need because it might just be your messaging that needs adjustment. And so we actually look at these limiting beliefs and we start to see, again, the prerequisite is that you're willing to accept that you might be wrong. That's the prerequisite. Because if you are married to those beliefs, if you love your limitations, you get to keep them. But the real work is looking at them and being like, oh, I'm going to get really curious and see how do I flip this from victim to creator, victim to creator, victim to creator. And then all you have is a list of, great, I'm going to go do some market research. I'm going to speak to a mindset coach to clear these limiting blocks. And I'm going to, you know, take another look at the strategy that was given to me and see where's it all aligning for me. Because when we're talking about self-love, like what is love? Love is unconditional. It's kindness, compassion towards yourself. It's, you know, the high vibration. It's joy. It's connection. And love to yourself is connection and compassion and kindness and actually being like, oh, I am a limitless human being. Here's a list of things. Let me solve them and not beat myself up because I didn't get it, because I didn't sell those first 10 calls. Like, let me actually just look at this, lay it out, and then create solutions. And then I just go and take action because it's not personal. Like you making that mistake 
or you quote unquote failing in your mind is not actually you failing. It's you trying the next step to get towards your goal. And as you know, like if you talk to billionaires, millionaires, like there's no such thing as failure. There's just different ways that you learn, you fall, you get back up, and then you learn the skill set, fall, get back up, you learn another skill set, and then you start bridging that gap. But a lot of people, especially in the beginner stages, they just get stuck, like beating themselves up and just getting like, oh, I can't make a sale. And then the story ends there. And what I'm saying is, if you actually expand your vision and your periphery, what you're going to see is that the story doesn't end there. It's just the limitation that you set upon yourself. And when you actually choose to believe that you're limitless, self-love, you actually start to see that there's all of these other solutions and there's people who are willing to help and you're absolutely capable and you're resourceful if you choose to be more committed to your goal than you are to your limitations. I think we're getting a wake-up call for a lot of listeners here. And I'm so happy you're shooting it so straight. And I think that gives a lot for us to think about, actions to take. And for everybody listening, you know, start being open to that option that your limitations might be all created within your mind. And I love this idea of making the list because before you write the list, and I've done this before, actually, when I was writing the book, right? I did a workshop on how to write a book and I've connected you with these individuals. And this was the first thing that it made us do is make a list of everything we were afraid of only to realize that you can take action to mitigate the risk of it happening, the amplitude of it. But before I made the list, I was like, there's a million reasons why I can't write a book. How dare I? And then I actually wrote it down. I'm like, oh no, there's actually eight. I can manage eight. And so I'm so happy that we spoke about this. And I think this is going to be a huge relief for a lot of people that might find that struggle to be real in their world, which brings me to one space I wanted to discuss, because you've already highlighted this kind of internal versus external way that we show up and how there can be a gap between those two. And a lot of time, it doesn't actually feel safe to share what is the internal that's happening. Matter of fact, we've seen what the gurus look like on stage. They're flawless. And I learned these strategies, these techniques, and I need to show up flawlessly. But as I'm sure you would agree, we're quite flawed humans and that's perfectly okay. What happens when we start just going, okay, I'm just going to show this side of myself, but kind of hide the other sides within myself that I don't want the world to know. Oh, this is what we call in the personal development world and Carl Jung in psychology shadow work, which I won't go deep into here. Basically what happens, and again, I'm speaking to the psychology of it, which as Tony Robbins says, success is 80% psychology. So this is really important stuff because the other 20%, the strategy and the tactics, once you clear the 80%, you're good to go with the 20%. It's just a matter of taking action. And so what actually happens, and I see this so often, so, so, so often doing the work that I do, is that we develop in our lives, many of us, we're taught we need to be a certain version of ourselves to receive love, which again, goes back to the act of self-love is doing this work and breaking through this. So basically the classic example of the overachiever, the high achiever, which I think a lot of us are, <laughs> is listening to this at least. So like we're high achieving. We want to create a lot of impact. We want to create a lot of things. And we all have different versions of that story depending on our own past. But it looks something like I grew up and somewhere along my childhood, I learned to believe that for me to be loved or looked at positively, I needed to get really good grades. I needed to like make a certain amount of money. I needed to you know support my family or show up emotionally or, you know, physically or whatever it might look like, I have to be the rock. I need to be the one that provides and creates. And as long as I'm fulfilling that role and stepping into those shoes, then I'm going to get approval and I'm going to get loved. 
which obviously isn't necessarily true. We're not like looking at your parent dynamics over here, but it's just that your perception of whatever that was at the time that is going to shape essentially your viewpoint of the world and the glasses through which you view reality. And so what ends up happening, and this is a big, big phenomenon, what we call in psychology is we create a character armor. So a character armor, I'll give you my example of a character armor that I had to untangle, is the classic, like, I'm a strong, independent woman and I need no man. That's a really big character armor, which is we essentially develop almost like a character that isn't really truly who we are in order for us to cope with the world around us. So because, for example, I grew up in a single mother household and I had to support my mother and my father walked out and, you know, I developed this character of like, I need to be really strong and I need to be fully independent and I don't need anyone anytime. And so by essentially marrying myself to this identity, because that was the identity that was going to protect me at that time in my life, carrying that with me and then, you know, into my work. And it took years to realize, oh my God, why do I keep burning out? Why do I keep having toxic relationships with men? Why do I keep essentially like making more money and not actually feeling more fulfilled or better about myself. And so the journey of this is what we call the external story when it's not integrated, when it's not like in alignment to who you really are, is that the more followers you have or the more stages that you speak on or the more you're perceived as that character armor, the more you almost like create this pressure on yourself that you have to be this person, you have to be this character, or you're going to disappoint more people And then you're not going to get more love. So can you see how something that starts really small, if we keep feeding it and we keep leaving it unchecked, it essentially becomes this like big character that you've created. And now you have to feed it so much energy, time and resources for you to keep up the facade. This is what I help people undo. This is what I help people essentially dissolve because underneath that character, for example, again, I can speak to my personal experience, underneath that strong independent woman was a very sensitive very intuitive, soft, squishy, like woman who actually like loves to love on people and loves to just spend hours like lounging on a couch talking to a friend. But I needed to hide that part of myself because it didn't match the external public story. And so part of the work that we do when we are on that journey to self-love and building a business with integrity and impact, like true impact is when you embody and represent the thing that you teach. Like you can't give someone a bigger gift than becoming and like fully representing what you teach. Like if you're a relationship coach, it's like being completely at peace with your relationship codes. If you're a wealth coach, it's being completely at peace with your finances. If you're a mindset coach, it's being completely at peace or at least, you know, managing whatever's going on in the mind. And so, you know, you're looking at that internal story and it's really like, oh, who am I really? Like, what is it that I enjoy? Are you pretending that you need to like be this perfect facade? But I'll give an example, like a very realistic example of these women who really are passionate about coaching other women. And I have a client who's like so passionate and she's so about confidence and helping women empower themselves. And she's like hiding and pushing down that she's had like 10 years of domestic abuse. Now, it's not about being like, hey, everyone, here's all my private stories. Like, not at all. And that's the misconception that a lot of people have. They have this fear of like, but I don't want to talk about my abuse. I don't want to talk about like my bankruptcy. Like, I don't want to have to open up about this. It's private. And it's like, of course it's private. And you don't have to share everything at all. 
But the parts where you can share, the parts where you can bridge the gap and be vulnerable and being like, look, I'm going to have boundaries and be like, I'm not going to speak about the details, but I can tell you that I understand what it's like to not feel worthy. I understand. And actually like speaking from your story and your experience in an integrated, healed way is essentially you know, how you actually get to share your message and your truth with other people and you start to bridge that gap. So the really key part of this, Jason, is that when it comes to, number one, don't hide from yourself. Because if you're pushing down and you're pretending like that pain is not there or those fears are not there, all you're doing is you're repressing them into your subconscious and it's going to show up and self-sabotage you in subconscious ways, which is really not the way you want to go. You bring them up, you deal with them on your own and you, you do the healing and you actually like accept that, again, self-love, you accept it, you forgive yourself, you forgive whoever you need to forgive. As you heal pieces, you're like, you know what? I feel really, really good. I feel really grounded in talking about my difficult relationship with my father. And now I'm going to bring this up and I'm going to share it when I'm sharing about my work because I know that there's so many women that are going through something similar. And when they hear that I have gone through this experience and came out on the other side, they're going to be inspired and they're going to feel like it's possible for them. And I'm going to give them the tools. So that's how we transmute our story, our personal story. And we start bridging that gap because you have the public story, which is what you're telling people. And you have your private story. And as you heal and you let go of the things that are holding you back, you start to bridge the gap and you start to actually be like, oh, of these pieces of me that I was previously hiding, how can I turn them into tools and how can I turn them into lessons? Basically like a toolkit of transformation. And then I can share that publicly so that other people can learn from me and see that it's possible and I can embody what it is that I teach and help more people as a result. So as you can see, it is in everyone's favor for you to really get clear on what you truly want, what's holding you back, and what is it that you're creating on the outside and letting go of what isn't the truth. And then basically bringing that private version and that public version together. And that's not to be misunderstood with I need to basically share all my unprocessed crap or like all my private things that I don't want to talk about with the public. There's zero. Please don't until you actually heal and integrate it and are able to see the lessons and the gifts in that and then give them. Whew. I think there's going to be a lot for us to unpack on this episode. Celine, you've been an absolute joy to speak to, particularly listen to as throughout this whole interview, I'm thinking about my own things that I need to work on continuously beyond the journey because I'm someone who's sometimes trying to be this, you know, sailing with love guy, being the podcaster, trying to be as flawless as possible. But I have to acknowledge that opening up, being more vulnerable in what you're speaking about is exactly what needs to happen for me to be even more comfortable going out there and feeling that there's alignment to the way that I show up and who I truly am. And I don't think I'm alone in that journey. I think we're probably all a bit on that journey, which makes me curious and want to know from your side and for everybody else who's listening to this going like, oh my God, this is hitting home. What are other ways that we can discover your work, learn more from you and go deeper on this journey with you? Yeah, there are definitely plenty of ways to do so. The first step, your first stop would be to go to my website, which is selenedacosta.com. It's C-E-L-I-N-N-E-D-A-C-O-S-T-A. One L, two Ns. Don't ask me why, ask my mom. What you're going to find is there's different capacities through which you can work with me. There's private coaching. I have a group mastermind. There's also some self-study courses if you're really looking to dive into this work and how can I tell my story in that integrated, authentic way, in a way that will grow my brand and also feel really good and aligned and clear. 
you can go there and you can see whatever pathway feels right for you. You can go ahead and we can chat as well. And uh, the other way that you can find me is I like to hang out on Instagram. And if you're kind of wondering, you know, hey, I want more of this podcast, you know, like I want to hear more about this work and actually see how it looks like in action, then my Instagram is going to be the way that you can do that. And uh, if there's any questions that you have around inquiries, around coaching with me uh, or the work that I do or anything that we talked about in today's podcast, feel free to DM me there. It's at Selena Costa, same way as I spelled it before. And I also made it super easy for all of the other social media channels that I'm on, you know, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, it's Selena Costa, and you'll be able to find me there. Celine, that is awesome. For everybody listening, know that in the show notes, I will have a link to the website and the Instagram, and you can find Selena Costa on all the major social media. It's been a wonderful conversation. And really what we talked about is, you know, we have to work on the inner game. Sales is all nice and fluffy when you look at tactics and strategy, but the real issue that holds us back is this inner game. And what Celine spoke about is really this gap between how we present ourselves publicly, the things we hold back privately, the steps that we want to do to try to integrate this. And it's just been a wonderful conversation that got me thinking the whole time of where can I show up just 1% better and do that improvement and get more curious about that self-love piece, which is the root of so much of the suffering that we see in the world, definitely going to affect you not only in sales, but in other areas of your life. So take the time to get on the journey, do the healing, and you'll notice that you'll see the success and the feeling happen across your entire life. And if you're going deeper into that journey with Celine, she's wonderful in helping people get that breakthrough. She might be the one that you need to speak to to get that breakthrough yourself. Celine, thank you once again so much for coming on the podcast. I'd love to ask you one final question that I love to ask all of my guests, which is what does selling with love mean to you? Ah, I love it. Okay. Selling with love in the frequency through which you teach it and knowing you personally, Jason. So it's like, I'm also working with your energy right now as I say this. It's the commitment to looking within yourself and truly asking yourself the question, what am I here to do? How can I serve? What is the gift that I meant to give? Because if you have a gift, it's called a gift because you're meant to give it. And so asking yourself this question and remembering that if you're getting frustrated with this tactic or this question at work, or you got to know, always coming back to, I have a gift and I'm going to give it for no other reason or expectation that I've been given a gift and I'm going to give it. Because I know there's been so many times where someone had a gift and they give it to you and you grew because of it and you evolved because of it. Your life changed because of a gift that someone else has given you. And what I want to remind you of is that you have that within you. And the incredible opportunity that's available to you is that you get to give that gift, not randomly, not just like once upon a time when you stumble upon somebody who needs it, but you actually get to choose to give that gift to many, many people. And not everybody is going to want that gift. And that's totally okay because they might not want it now, but they might want it later or they might not want it ever. Again, it's not personal, but what you get to do when you sell with love is you get to give over and over and over again to people who are going to take that gift, receive it, and do something with it that makes the world a better place. And not only that, by the virtue of you giving, it's the law of the universe. There's no way around it. The more you give, the more you receive. I have goosebumps as I say that. And the more you give this gift, the more you are receiving whatever that, that energy back, whether it looks like gratitude, money, uh, accolades, people who are listening to you, you know, book readers, 
And when you can stay connected to that true purpose, remember that when you're getting on a call with someone, you're not selling a program. You're giving them the opportunity to receive your gift. And when you're operating from a place of love, you can't go wrong. There's no no that's going to be a no. There's nothing that can actually go wrong because all you're doing is showing up and giving another gift and giving another gift and giving another gift. Some people receive it. Some people won't the same way that you have been offered gifts in the past and you might not have been ready for it or wanted to receive it in that moment. So it's all about expanding your capacity of giving and receiving and operating in the frequency of love. And then sales is just the little package that we put it in for this particular reality. That's what it means to me, channeled from, I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> Definitely loved it and a great perspective. Absolutely agree with it. Celine, once again, thank you so much for sharing with my listeners and all of you listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep going out there, doing the path, doing the healing and selling with love. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.